From Ben Perry to AJ Johnson, there's a lot of stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. Let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into yet another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Excuse me. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. <clears throat> A little bit of football talk, a little bit of basketball talk on today's episode of the show. We will discuss beginning with the list that came out um, just a couple days ago of the redshirt freshmen to watch in 2022, according to 24-7 Sports' Chris Hummer. Ben Perry made that list, so we will discuss what we could see from him in his redshirt freshman campaign. Um, we will then talk about four-star 2023 combo guard A.J. Johnson scheduling all five of his official visits. The Cardinals were lucky enough to get a visit. Um, and then in the final segment, we will um, identify and discuss which true freshman will make the biggest impact for the Louisville Cardinals on the offensive side of the ball. So <clears throat> we'll start out with the list that came out just a couple days ago called College Football's Redshirt Freshmen Who Demand Your Attention in 2022. Uh, this piece was written by Chris Hummer. A, I believe he's a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. A handful of redshirt freshmen were identified, like uh, Quinn Ewers at Texas, um, trying to find some more players. Drake May at North Carolina. Um, there's a handful of offensive linemen. Ben Perry made the list, however. Um, this is what Hummer had to say about Perry in his excerpt. Benjamin Perry came to Louisville as a six foot two, a 170-pound safety. The former four-star recruit is now a 6'2", 212-pound linebacker. Perry has put on a lot of weight since arriving on campus, and he projects to start for the Cardinals at their card linebacker spot. Perry has the skill set to play that role, which is a hybrid safety position. If Perry can play... Ably in the box against the run, he has the coverage ability to be an immediate difference maker for a Louisville defense that finished 88th nationally last year in yards allowed per play. Um, Chris Hummer's <clears throat> his um, analysis kind of fits um, alongside my uh, takeaways of how Ben Perry was always going to be used in this defense. And that was kind of in a role that utilizes his versatility. Um, last year, I think he only had four tackles. And you know, people might look at this and think, well, he didn't really get a lot of time last season. Well, look who he was playing behind. C.J. Avery was a player that played um, you know, a significant amount of snaps. I believe he was the team's leading tackler. Um, you know, that was at the linebacker position. Then at safeties, I mean, we're talking about Kendrick Duncan Jr., Quinterio Cole, who both of those guys have played a lot of snaps in collegiate football. So a lot of it's just mainly about the opportunity. Well, this year, Ben Perry is listed as the starter in the first official or first unofficial um, Louisville depth chart, the initial depth chart that released um, earlier um, 
back at the end of July. But this makes a lot of sense here because I think that Ben Perry is a player that is flying a little bit under the radar when you talk about the Louisville Cardinals defense, and maybe maybe rightfully so because you look at the guys on the defense, you're obviously going to talk about Yasir Abdullah, who is one of the best pass rushers in the conference. Uh, Monty Montgomery, who is uh, back fully healthy from his uh, season-ending injury last year in the third game of the season. Um, Kittrell Clark is back, the lockdown cornerback, one of the best in the conference. You have the playmakers um, on the defensive ends, um, talking about uh, Yaya Diaby and Ashton Gelati. And then you insert one of the best interior defensive linemen in college football in Jermaine Lallet. And there's a lot of promise for this defense, but Louisville fans, let me tell you, it is not okay to overlook Ben Perry for this season. You are going to hear his name a lot, um, you know, along with Marvin Dallas. Marvin Dallas, I believe, is um, listed as the uh, the second string, or maybe it's a situation where he they're both listed as, as first string guys. So I think both of them are going to see a significant amount of time. Um, <clears throat> but this kind of um, backs up my theory that or my initial theory when Ben Perry committed to Louisville that Brian Brown and company were going to use him in a way that they utilized Isaiah Simmons, or not the way they utilized Isaiah Simmons, but the way Clemson utilized Isaiah Simmons. Um, maybe a safety in terms of his coverage abilities, but with his ability to pursue the football and go sideline to sideline ha is very, very valuable as a linebacker. So versatility was the name of the game for Brian Brown coming in as the defense coordinator at Louisville. You know, he mentioned it early on. If he said it one time, he said it 50 times. You know, versatility w was a term that he continually um, brought to the forefront in talking about how he wanted to uh, coach his defensive backs. He wanted them to have the versatility. Now, a lot of that is, you know, being able to play uh, at cornerback and at safety or maybe multiple positions as a cornerback or, you know, in this case, uh, a safety that, you know, transforms his body to uh, help him play as a linebacker. And, and Chris Hummer says it perfectly. You know, his his coverage abilities are there. It's all a matter of can he kind of fit into that role as a linebacker and, and be very, very solid in, in the running game. And that's where, you know, I'm, I'm you know, kind of – uh, looking at it from from the sense of man, there is a lot of potential here, and I want to go back and, and read this um, this excerpt from his scouting report from um, I think it was from Alan True, a national recruiting analyst at twenty four seven Sports. He said this back in uh, March of two thousand twenty. Compared him to Sean Davis of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a Power Five starter. His ex his excerpt says, "Long defender who looks like a prototype on the hoof." Covers a lot of ground with his stride, physical and run support, and also excellent on blitzes. Showed good anticipation and ball skills both on film and in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Does not have verified speed times, but has good play speed. Big frame may cause him to move closer to the line of scrimmage in college if he keeps growing. Must continue to polish man-to-man -man skills to broaden versatility. Can be a rover or a true safety at the next level. A lot of that will depend on growth, but combination of size and skill set is that of a Power 5 starter. It is worth noting um, 
that Ben Perry has completely transformed his body. Um, Hummer said it. You know, he came in 170 pounds. He's now 212. That's just another testament to how the strength and conditioning program has been um, operating at, at the University of Louisville. Um, ben Souders and company have really been um, instrumental in getting these guys um, ready to play their positions and you know just trying to transform them in the weight room. Perry came in as a top 400 prospect, ranked 360. Sixth in the class of 2021, uh, the 27th ranked safety and the seventh best prospect in the state of Illinois. Um, has good size. It was always a question of whether or not the staff saw him as a safety or in that hybrid, 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 hybrid linebacker role. Um, shout out to any of the viewers named Brad. Hey, Brad. Um, but yeah, it, it all just kind of depended on what they envisioned for him it looks like they had the idea of you know allowing him to utilize his versatility um to to the maximum and um obviously that comes with um transforming his body a little bit which he's done that he's playing at 212 he probably could add maybe just a little bit more um but if he shows that he can play with with uh this weight gain um man it could be scary for the Louisville defense this season because he's got that tenacity and if you go back and you watch his high school film he's got the pursuit he can go sideline to sideline he does a great job of recognizing um plays and recognizing um coverages and the thing of that nature and I think that um, Chris Hummer's article does a great job of kind of recalibrating the minds of Louisville fans into remembering how good of a prospect that Ben Perry was coming out of high school and that's not to say that every four-star prospect is going to be a success right we've seen plenty of them here just at the University of Louisville who just don't necessarily pan out but um, he's been a guy that's kind of been lost in the sauce. You know, your, your diehard fan will talk about Ben Perry, but you know, kind of the, the, the common fan, the, uh, casual fan, maybe not necessarily, uh, talking enough about Ben Perry. And I, I like that this article article from Chris Hummer, um, basically comes out and, and says it from a, from a, from a neutral standpoint that he thinks that Perry is going to be a player that steps out. And for the global defense, that's huge because replacing, um, C.J. Avery is easier said than done. We're talking about a guy who was very, very solid in the rushing category last year, a global defense that um, had some issues on the back end of the defense. But hey, in terms of the rushing defense, there were a lot of times where they bottled up some of the best running backs in the conference. I mean, we're talking about you know Sean Tucker, Mateo Durant from Syracuse and, and Duke, respectively. I mean, they did a good job with Jerry on Ely against Mississippi early on. Um, <clears throat> The list goes on. They did well against Central Florida. I mean, you name it. There's, um, you know, the, you can't understate the um, overall ability that that C.J. Avery played with um, and uh, his production. So uh, for Ben Perry and Marvin Dallas to kind of replace him by committee, and Ben Perry being a breakout star and kind of the next man up situation, it's it's a huge possibility here for the University of Louisville and um, you know it should be music to the ears of Louisville fans that are looking for the defense to take yet another step forward and hopefully that ends up being the case so um, uh, we'll take a step back go into the basketball realm a little bit in terms of basketball recruiting um, highly ranked 2023 combo guard AJ Johnson has cut his list not cut his list but um, <clears throat> excuse me he already cut his list he is scheduled his five official visits. The Louisville Cardinals are getting one of those visits. We will discuss the significance of that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over 
at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, eSports, combat sports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. So head to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. BetOnline, where the game starts. As I mentioned, highly ranked... um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Four-star prospect AJ Johnson has scheduled his five official visits. The 41st best prospect in the class, according to the 24/7 Sports Composite, has been a high riser in the rankings over the past couple months. Travis Branham of 24/7 Sports tweeted out uh, a couple days ago that AJ Johnson has scheduled all five of his official visits. It will begin in early September with USC. The next weekend, he will be at Texas. The next weekend, LSU. And then the 24th of September will be NC State. <clears throat> the Louisville official visit is um, its interesting because it is slated for Louisville Live, which is the date is still, be, still to be determined. But obviously, a big uh, significance here, the fact that Louisville's not only getting an official visit from A.J. Johnson, they're getting it on Louisville Live, their premier um you know, Midnight Madness edition um, uh, preseason hype event that has been very, very successful for recruiting, um, you know, throughout the Chris Mack era when it was adopted and um, now leading into the Kenny Payne era, both for football and basketball, both uh, men and women's basketball recruiting. Um, but the Cardinals getting one of the official visits. Um, and, and like I mentioned, this has the potential – to be a, a recruitment that can define, or, or should I say, it's a possible momentum-building, uh, monumental um, recruiting win for Kenny Payne early on here at Louisville because, look, there's a good chance that A.J. Johnson ends up as a five-star. Branham said a couple days ago in a post called 2023 Class Post-July Recap, 10 Players Deserving of an additional star. A.J. Johnson uh, was put into that mix. He went on to say this. One of the biggest stock risers of the spring and summer has been A.J. Johnson, a six foot five combo guard out of California. He's a prototypical late bloomer that is dynamic with the ball in his hands already and is yet to start physically maturing. He's rail thin but is an electric athlete with instincts who scores from all three levels with the ability to create his own shot and has high upside as a playmaker for his teammates. There's a lot to be excited about with the long-term potential of Johnson and his play this summer made a strong case for him to be deserving of a large bump in the rankings up to receiving that fifth star. Um, it goes on to say Johnson isn't as far along in his recruitment as other as most of his peers with many already having a decision. Meanwhile, he is just locking in his round of visits and will be headed to USC, Louisville, LSU, and Texas in the fall. NC State obviously getting a visit as well. Uh, Louisville Live is likely going to be kind of in that time frame, um, so maybe sometime in September or uh, something along that lines. Um, but obviously some very, very big news. And um, uh, in the in the episode where we talked about uh, A.J. Johnson as a possibility for Louisville, look, I said the fact that he is Jalen Green's little brother, 
um, and, and they train all the time together. You know, there's been clips of AJ Johnson in um, open gym runs with Jalen Green and other NBA stars. And, and I think that Travis Branham really hits the nail on the head here. Is that you know AJ Johnson has to put on a considerable a considerable amount of weight. He's six foot five, 160 pounds. So he's got the he's got the height to be very very solid. But like Jalen Green, it's gonna take a little bit for him to add that weight. Once he does, oh my goodness, the potential is sky high. Um, obviously, it, it's a recruiting battle that Louisville is going to go. Um, you know, had to go head to head with teams like Texas, who they've lost some prospects to, or you know, I should say transfers to in in the past couple seasons. Or you know, it battles for transfers, not transfers uh, directly. Uh, USC is right there. NC State, LSU. You have to be excited if you're a Louisville fan. The fact that Kentucky isn't in that mix, I will say that I would I would assume that the G League is still on the table uh, for Johnson, especially since you know his older brother Jalen Green went through the G League and was the number two pick in the NBA draft. So you see that the success is there. He's got firsthand information of how that process went. And obviously it went pretty successful, and Green did a, did a good job for his stock in the uh, G League. So you would have to assume that A.J. Johnson um, it could be a legitimate threat to go to the G League, and that could be one of the biggest um, you know, comp- you know, competitors for the Cardinals in this recruitment. But uh, when you look at the team names, there's no Blue Bloods in there. Outside of Louisville, there's uh, no Duke, no North Carolina, no Kansas, no Kentucky. So you have to assume that Louisville's going to be right there. They have a prime opportunity to come out and um, really impress A.J. Johnson um, at Louisville Live. You know, it's an event that has been very popular, um, you know, in the community. You you get uh, more of a of a look into the culture of this city and as it pertains to basketball and, and how important basketball is in this city. Um, it's still to be determined on the date. And I think it's still to be determined on the location as well. And the last year was at Churchill Downs. So very interesting to see what the um, university has in mind for this event, because obviously it's, it's, it's one that's been at Fourth street. It's been at Churchill Downs. So it would have to be somewhere pretty um, iconic. I would say, but ultimately, this is huge for the University of Louisville to get an official visit from Johnson because, like I said, I think he's going to end up a five-star prospect. He's a guy that is going to be a microwave scorer at the college level, uh, a possible number one scoring option, possible one and done. Um, you know, the, his best days of basketball are in front of him, uh, probably years in the future. Um, with his scoring ability, really, really reminds me of Jalen Green and, and the Rockets fan in me is 100% ecstatic with that. Um, so obviously some big, um, you know, some big comparisons there, but it, it's great news that Louisville gets a, a, an official visit at, at some point. It'll be interesting to see what the date is on that Louisville Live. But all of the official visits are happening in September, so I'm not sure if a decision is kind of planned for October or in the next coming months or if it's just kind of one of those where he's like filling out the situations and he goes into the winter, um, maybe looks to make a spring decision. Um, but ultimately, um, regardless, uh, a great opportunity here for the Louisville basketball program. So uh, we'll finish out the show transitioning back over into football. We're talking about... Which true freshman will be making the biggest impact for the Louisville Cardinals offense? That is wide receiver Chris Bell. Um, we're going to discuss that, um, and I will give you my analysis on that here in just a second. If you're listening to this on the various streaming services, you may or may not hear 
the audio implemented advertisements. If you're watching it on YouTube, you will definitely not hear those advertisements. So just stay tuned. And as I mentioned um, at the beginning of the show, I, I do want to continue to thank you all for making us your first lesson of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Not a huge class for the class of 2022, 5-0-22. Um, it was not a full class of 25 um, but there are some big-time standouts. Uh, the average rating per recruit in the class is up there with some of the highest-rated recruiting classes in school history. Um, and we're going to talk about which true freshman will make the biggest impact for the Cardinals on the offensive side of the ball. The defensive side of the ball discussion will be tomorrow's episode. Um, but I think it's wide receiver Chris Bell. And if you look at the the possibilities here. Um, there's not a lot of opportunity here for the younger guys, considering the fact that the Louisville offense had a lot of guys return. Um, you know, Caleb Johnson is behind Malik Cunningham and possibly Evan Conley and Brock Doman. Um, there's various offensive line recruits who, you know, guys like Max Cabana have been receiving some very, very high praise for his. Um, you know, for his work from his peers and from Nick Cardwell, the offensive line coach. But, you know, Cardwell said um, in his press availability on Tuesday that he's got about seven to eight guys that he's comfortable playing high-level football with. A lot of those guys were veterans. You know, they came into the season with pretty much, you know, um, their starting five kind of out there. You know, it's either Michael Gonzalez or Trevor Reed. You had Caleb Chandler, Brian Hudson, Adonis Boone, and Renato Brown. And then behind them, Austin Collins, Luke Kandra, so on and so forth. So not a ton of opportunity there at the offensive line position now yeah you can make the case that maybe if a guy goes down but I don't want to you know predicate this on you know the possibility of injury or anything like that tight end wise there, there's a log jam there beginning with Marshawn Ford um, Dwayne and um, Isaac Martin Francis Sherman Des Melton so I don't necessarily think that Nate Kariski is going to be a guy that um, gets a lot of playing time this year um, and then running back um um, Maurice Turner is going to be a guy that's probably going to be a red shirt, considering that you have four running backs in Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, Jalen Mitchell, and Jawar Jordan that are all competing for snaps uh, in front of him. So it all comes down to the wide receiver position. I'm not going to talk about Devon Mortimer in this um, hypothetical because it's still up in the air whether or not he's going to be um, on the team this fall, so I'm not going to speculate. I haven't heard anything to uh, suggest one way or the other, so I don't necessarily think I'm going to um, really put a lot of um, emphasis on that just yet. And even if he does, I think that there's more players that are alike, more players that he is similar to than maybe Chris Bell with uh, Mortimer being a speed guy, and you have Amari Huggins, Bruce, and Braden Smith that are competing for those positions, and Josh Johnson, Chris Bell has a little bit more size. I think Chance Morrow could be a red zone threat with his 6'5 frame, 6'6", but um, he's going to have to add some weight in the weight room. Um, Chris Bell looks absolutely buffed up. He looks jacked in the pictures that Louisville has released from um preseason camp six foot two came into the Cardinals program at 220 pounds um kind of one of the guys that I think those three stars that Louisville has um kind of made its name off of in, in the past decade or two of you know mid three star guys that have really risen themselves up in NFL draft picks I think that Chris Bell is going to be one of those guys ranked as the one 
1,288th best prospect, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Kind of a late bloomer out of Yazoo City, Mississippi. Um, I know that Mississippi and Mississippi State were both competing for um, him recruiting-wise, so I think that that, that kind of shows you that the rankings might not necessarily be as high as they need to be when talking about Chris Bell. But, um, you know, Chris Bell is a player that the staff has been uh, raving about in the offseason. Um, I think that, you know, he's got kind of the the college-ready uh, body to where he's going to be able to come in and compete physically. Um, I, I really think that he's like a Des Fitzpatrick, sort of maybe maybe just a little bit more stronger. Um, uh, but that 6'2 frame, not one thing that he does – um, overly great, but there's a lot of things that he does very, very well, and he does everything very well. Um, I, I like the footwork there. I like his ability to high point the football um, from an aerial threat perspective with his size um, and has kind of deceiving speed as well. When you look at that 200-meter um, dash, he's running at 22.54, so he's got the endurance. He's got that you know kind of um, you know second-level speed once he gets into the second level of the defense. I think he's going to be a player that might not necessarily start out getting a lot of uh, meaningful snaps early on, but by the middle to the end of the season, I think we're going to see him in a role kind of like Seth Dawkins um, that he had at Louisville to where you know, maybe his yards per catch is high, but he might not necessarily get the target target share, especially when you consider that this is an offense that is, is mainly kind of based upon the run. Um, so I think Chris Bell is the player to watch. True freshman-wise on the Louisville offense, he's going to be the one that leaves the biggest impact. I think he's going to make some big-time plays this season for the Cardinals offense at a position to where, hey, everything's up in the air, and, and um, there's there's some thin numbers at the position. It's going to be a matter of who rises to the occasion. So, um like I said, we talked about Ben Perry, A.J. Johnson, Chris Bell. Tomorrow, uh, I think the topic's probably still a little bit up in the air. We're going to talk about the true freshman that can make the biggest difference on the defensive side of the ball um, and things of, along that nature. To get all your conference news, better no better place to check that out than Locked On ACC, hosted by Candace Cooper. Do yourself a favor, go check that out. Um, but that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone, have a great day. We will see you right back here tomorrow.